Not quite my tempo. Hey. Hello. How you doing? Good. That's good. I made it. You made it. <laughs> We're here. It's uh, summer. Well, yeah. not yet. Not well, quite. Not officially summer. We're still in spring. It feels like summer today, though. Yeah, it's very muggy. Muggy. But it looks like it might thunderstorm, so I'm excited for that. I hope it doesn't thunderstorm during the podcast because we'll hear it. Maybe. I don't care. You don't care? Yeah. It would make our podcast way more epic. Yeah. I like the – we have one of those Google uh, home things. Oh, yeah. When you tell it, like, play some thunderstorm sounds. Yeah. It's pretty relaxing. It is until you realize there's no thunderstorm and it's just a disappointment. Yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah. It's just nothing. It's just a normal day. Yep. I like rainforest sounds. I like the uh, bubbling brook, but you don't like it. Well, it makes me want to go, like, pee. Yeah, I like it. Do you like the ocean sounds? Uh, I think that also kind of brings a disappointment, too. Yeah? Yeah. There's one sound I wish they would put on for, like, relaxation. That... Sound of disappointment. No. <laughs> that just reminded me of something. But, no. Um, when When my family would go... Um, to Alabama to visit my uncle, we would take the train and I forget at what point we switch over to the sleeper car, but when you would wake up, it was just like the nice, like, kind of like the rumble of the train oh, okay. on the tracks. And then you hear like the train horn, but it's not as like obnoxious. It's like just calming. I don't know okay. how to describe it, but it's just something that I remember being very like... Like a nice sound to wake up to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. This w- podcast is brought to you by Amtrak. Sorry. <laughs> I wish they would be our sponsor. That would be great. Do you remember? Uh, happy anniversary, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Forgot about that. Do you remember like a month before? Uh, for our honeymoon, we just got on Amtrak and like went down the corridor do you yeah. remember that there was, like, a big, like, derailment that happened on, like, the same line that we were going to take? Yeah. I was, like, oh, it was, like, such a bummer. But at the same time, I was, like, I really want to ride the train. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my dad loves trains, and he used to work for Amtrak. But it's just, I think maybe part of it, too, is, like, he's a, he was a parent bringing, like, a bunch of children on a trip and for him that was pretty relaxing versus like going on the plane and doing all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um and so like now I, I just I I have the same like feeling like it's just way more relaxing. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. But, but yeah. I know people don't like the train or whatever, but I mean compared to planes yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are afraid of planes, and why not a train? What about a plantain? <laughs> I had plantains on a plane. It was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyway. That was one of the better plane rides. Okay. <laughs> I, there's a lot that's happened since we last podcasted but i feel like i have to talk about the candle because i haven't talked about it i haven't instagrammed about it i haven't done anything to like 
close the loop on all the hype with the candle that I was painting. Okay. And um, so I tried to prepare as much as I could beforehand. Um, but ultimately, I was doing the design from scratch. And I think I underestimated, like, how crazy that is. Yeah. Um, so I... I crammed the candle. <laughs> okay. As in, I did you it. Crammed in, the candle. <laughs> crammed it into a thing. I didn't break it. It's fine. <laughs> it's finished. You finished. I finished the candle, but I I did it in like a week, probably like okay. the full like finishing of the design, plus painting the candle within. Painting the candle was like three days. Yeah. Three, can can you re- refresh my mind? I come across a lot of candles during the day. What are we? What is this? Oh, the Pascal candle. Pascal candle. <laughs> that was such a lie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, just to describe, it's it's a big. It's it's not like a little candle no. you put on like a, a thing. It's a it's a big old like. I have the measurements. You have the dimensions. It's yeah. like three feet by. No, it's not three feet. It's a little bit more than three feet. Okay. Shoot. I have it written down somewhere. So it's I, like a meter? I think so. It's like a meter and... It's like 12... Diame- diameter is like, what, six inches? I think something? it's four inches. Four and inches? Then the circumference is about like 12, 12, inch 12 inches. Okay. So, yeah, and it, it's a cylinder, so it's like really hard to kind of just slap images on there. Yeah. Like without panicking, at least for me. Like, I just, whenever I was doing something on there that I wasn't, like, totally sure about, I felt like I was sweating. Yeah. <laughs> like, shaking. I think you were sweating, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I felt kind of sick afterwards. That's good. Um, so, um, I think my design was a bit ambitious for what I can handle right now um, with two little children who like to get into things. Yeah. Um, And Easter in general is kind of an intense time. It's very busy. There's a lot of preparation, things like that. It's the whole kickoff. Like the the weeks that build up to Easter are just like it's Easter and and then it's everything, right? Like Mm -hmm. all the, the weddings, the baptisms, the events not so much weddings but baptisms and yeah no weddings this year what's wrong with you guys people don't typically get married around that time oh really oh you shouldn't it's not a good time oh what about may no i mean like after yeah oh, after yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the kickoff it's too. like the floodgates open and graduations like first communions and all yeah all the things because it's day, nice out. father's day everything yeah so um so it's pretty crazy and ultimately like, as I was painting, I had to kind of just keep subtracting out stuff um, because I think I forgot when I painted the last candle is part of the difficulty with it is that you have to build the layers because of the way the, like, paint adheres to the candle. Yes. Um, so it really takes some time just building layers and like yeah, I going mean, over like even everything. Even the, the gold, the initial gold, you need more than one coat. Yeah, I think I did like four coats. Yeah. 
total, and the gesso I did two coats. Um, everything that I painted, um, I probably painted like twice, basically. Yeah. So um, the cool thing I think about this candle is I did a I added um, a Lady of Guadalupe right to the back of it. Um, the Pascal candle. Should I talk about that? Uh, if you want. Like, who's it for? Sure. Why not? Okay. So, um, my brother's in the seminary, mm -hmm. and um, the seminary where the candle is going to go to. So, um, they... What's went... a seminary? <laughs> Google. <laughs> it's like preschool or something? No. It's... Um, well, this particular seminary is, like, where men go to study to be a priest. Okay. Um, so my brother's in the seminary, um, and they needed a candle because they have a new building or new part room mm -hmm. area. Um, it's like a like their prayer room. What was it called? I think it's like a prayer room or whatever. Oh, really? So they needed a candle for that. And, um, and so I was trying to figure out what to do for the design and they went on a pilgrimage to, um, Mexico to see right. the, um, the image of Guadalupe. Okay. And one of the seminarians suggested, why don't you put that on there? And I've... I thought maybe that would be weird or whatever because I've never seen one, seen a candle with the Lady of Guadalupe. But I've also painted and drawn that image a few times. So I've, I don't know, I have a connection <laughs> with it. I see. Um, and so I went with that. However, it has a lot of parts to it. It's right. a lot of details. So it's I had detailed image yeah so i had to kind of subtract a lot out which i was kind of bummed about but oh well yeah you know it's life mm -hmm. um you didn't do like the two low riders that come out of the back and stuff the what the low riders <laughs> no <laughs> there's a lot of interesting interpretations of that image on the yeah. internet okay <laughs> um yeah, so I had to kind of rush and do it in, in like three days and like down to the wire, um, and so it's done. It's not the way I really, really wanted it, but at the same time, sometimes I think you can cram too much on the design, and it just looks better with more simplicity. So I mean, the main thing is that it's done. Yeah, like this isn't so much your. Your personal project. I like projects like that because whatever comes out is what comes out. Like you can't be like, oh, this needs to be perfect. Like yeah. every stroke needs to be exactly how I want it to be. And I think that some of the best art comes from moments like this. Yeah. Well, one thing that I didn't get to take a photo of it. That's how like down to the wire it was. Yeah. But um, I emailed the person that taught me how to do the candles, and she said that there was one year where she 
wasn't sure if the candle was even like dry and they had to put it in the baptismal oh, font. Oh my goodness. So a baptismal font is like a big pool of water where they put children and candles in there. Not no, a pool. It's else. more like a big bucket. Yeah, like a thing. big bucket of water. Yeah. And they put kids and candles in there. Yeah, they like dip it in. And so like if if the acrylic paint wasn't dry, it would just like dissolve in the water. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really scary. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, that was reassuring. Um, there is I, – I saw f- – I didn't get to take a photo of it, but uh, someone else had. And I did see one, like, stupid little line I forgot to put on Guadalupe, and I, it's, like, driving me crazy. Oh, next time you see it, you're just going to get, like, I'm going to, like, get it out and, like, <laughs> fix it because it's, like – The reason why, like, I didn't get to do it is because at, like, the last minute my brother um, – told me that I put the alpha and omega in the wrong position. Mm. And he was like, you have to change it. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of my fault because the design I showed him had it in the right place. And I moved it for whatever reason. And I thought that that was fine. But apparently it's not fine. So yeah. I had to fix it. And now you know. Now I know. It makes you think of, like, every project that, let's say, like, a movie or something or mm-hmm. um, if you worked on it personally and then you go, like, watch the movie or, or see the image or something and you see, like, your mistake on there. No, no one else is not is going to notice, obviously, but, yeah. like, it must be interesting to go see your, your art piece just blown up like a big IMAX screen and you're like that's where I forgot to put the whatever that drives me crazy that's like a thing that I think about a lot with like movies and stuff and this is a weird thought but like part of me is like I want to help like I want to do those things I want to make stuff for the movie and then another part of me is like would that ruin the movie for me like would I not be able to like watch the movie like do you listen to these podcasts no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not unless you put it on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Speaking of perfection, we recently watched Whiplash. Yes. Which it came out a while ago. Yeah. I feel like there's two things that we've kind of watched that have been about creativity. And Whiplash is one. And that's like on the – like extreme end of the spectrum and then mm. the other thing i've been watching is the great british baking oh, show yeah. <laughs> the great british bake-off in in england i guess yeah um i guess we could talk about whiplash first yeah it was kind of random to mm. see that movie where'd whiplash you hear about it is if you haven't watched it you should go Watch it. I don't know if you want to spoil it. I mean, the movie's like what, like ten years old now, five years old. I don't know, yeah. but it's not like it's not that long, right? No, it isn't. Yeah, it's a nice, quick, like independent movie. I think it's independent. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about uh, little jazz boy. <laughs> he likes to play drums till his like hands bleed, or for some reason. That's so gross. Uh, he, if he's playing like that, he just wears some gloves. Um, and then he tries to get into some some special class, some special jazz class with um, the Allstate guy, right? <laughs> uh, Tenzin. 
yeah, Tenzin from The Legend of Korra. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of a jerk, I guess. He makes it, he wants it to be perfect or something. And he tells him that, oh, you're playing too quick, even though it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or you're playing too slow. Not my tempo. And he is sort of in a competition with the other jazz boy that's supposed to be better, but he's like taller or something. Well, they... He well, the professor like sets it up so like it seems like these musicians will just like stab each other in the bathroom or something. Yeah, a lot of blood in that movie. Yeah, the guy gets into a. a there's gonna be spoilers everywhere, so just. Sorry, go watch it, then come back. Don't I guess. complain. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's like a whole car accident. He, he gets into a car accident on yep. the way to a performance and still shows up yep. and leaves the scene of the accident to yep. show up to his own. To his own little stupid stu- jazz party. Performance and yeah. he got benched. Yep. Right? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a movie about like being great, like trying to make it in the jazz yep. world, music land. Yep. And, and how this chi- this child, this guy, <laughs> he's a little child, is like about to like kill himself, ends a relationship that's like perfectly normal. Over it. Well, he gets into a relationship with not like a romantic relationship, but he gets into a really bad relationship with with the teacher. Like the teacher is cle- clearly trying to manipulate him, yeah. And like coerce him to to do something. So, it, I think the movie's interesting because it kind of, I think, in the beginning, immerses you into the head of the kid, and like, I think it kind of does what other movies do with like inspirational stories. It like tricks you into thinking like this is the correct narrative and that... Yeah, you got to die for your art. You got to, like... You got to bleed. You got to work hard. And, you know, yeah, you got to bleed. And Mm. then, like, it slowly turns it against that narrative. Mm. Like, I think the car accident, and then it sort of hints at it, when the professor fake cries over the death of one of his former students yes. and lies about it yep. <laughs> to the class. So his former student, like, kills himself, basically, right? Yeah. Um, but he doesn't say that. No. He said that... What? How did he say? He died remember. in a car accident yeah. or something like that. And then later, after the other kid ends up in the car accident and walks away from it, um to show up at the performance the 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 university or the college um administrators or whatever um interview him to start prosecuting that professor and so that's kind of like where the the switch happens yeah and and then it kind of goes into like the aftermath like he gives up on those dreams it seems right and should we go into the ending what did you think about the ending i don't remember the ending he joins his band or something well he 
he meets up with a professor at some like club place yes or something like that and they kind of like it's like a bad ex basically yeah <laughs> they start talking again and then he asks him to join his band to play at the rock of place or whatever that building I have no is. idea. I don't know. That place in New York. Um, And then you find out it's it's just a revenge plan. Yeah. And right, right. So he, he brings them out to to mess up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like to basically ruin his career. He tells them like we're going to play these songs mm-hmm. and then when he gets there they play the other song. Yeah. And he didn't practice so and then he just he wins because he disregards the professor guy right. completely and embarrasses him instead. Yep. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, the ending is kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's funny. Um, an interesting movie because... Um, when we, I don't want to say when we first met, but around, I don't know, a couple of years after we met, we were like shooting some music videos and stuff. Yeah. Well, just performance videos. Yeah. And it was interesting to kind of see like musicians going through like that sort of hustle and trying to make their viral YouTube videos and things like that and sort of being a part of it. And it's interesting to question that process or to question the value of making it and like what it means when it happens and all that stuff. I think that it's... It's kind of like the, this movie. It's like you can live as if that's the correct narrative. Like you work hard and bleed to get better. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other consequences to it. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very highly competitive from, from what I saw. Um, there's a lot of collaboration. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think it's as extreme as, as the movie can play it out to be. I think that the idea that you have to kind of like beat out other people is actually the wrong idea. Okay. I think that from what we saw, at least during that time, it's a lot of management, a lot of like pulling people together and scheduling things yeah. and, um, also not, like, taking advantage of people's time and stuff like that. There's right. a lot of collaboration, but also exchange. Yes, definitely. So, I I mean, I, I would almost argue that it's more important to build a community and network with other people that you know, creatives and stuff like that. And I, I think that's what ends up happening. Like, from, from the group of, of kids that, that we did the videos for, like, you can see... That now, like after college, mm-hmm. uh, the project that projects that they've been working on, like they've stuck together, right? Like yeah. once once you find like a good guitarist, like you keep them around, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah, that has been interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you experienced a similar thing because you went to like art school. I don't know how competitive it was for you. Um, I think my class specifically wasn't that competitive. I think that one of the good things about my, I guess the group that I was in, is that we were more chill and not like okay crazy. But at the same time, you do need a little bit of... I, I think the other problem with with our group is I think there was a bit more self-doubt. I see. Um, so it was a little bit, it wasn't, I think you can kind of mistake it for like humility, but it's really just insecurity. And I think if we had a little bit more confidence, we would have made better work earlier on mm-hmm. um, of my like peers from like college. I think a lot of us haven't really made good work until a little more life experience and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I, I wouldn't say it was super competitive in our group, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know about like illustration and those groups, but I think there were like pockets of like social circles and the other majors and stuff. Yeah. Do you think there was like a competitive nature, not so much in the artwork, but what about like the knowledge of like like art history stuff or like I know uh, this or whatever? Um, maybe early on. Mm. Uh, not quite as much. Okay, so you're just a bunch <laughs> of slackers. No. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. No. <laughs> I think we... We didn't take as many risks as we should have. Yeah. I don't think we, I mean, I, I probably can speak more for myself. Like, I don't think I, I don't think I let myself mess up right. as well as I should have or like to move on and just, just put out a lot of work. Mm. I think that was the issue. Um, when I was studying abroad in France, I liked that our program had um, post-grad students, so people that already had their bachelor's degrees. Right. And you can just see, like, such a clear difference between, like, the undergrads and the post-grad people because post-grad, they were just, like, churning out work, like, like nothing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't as emotional or, like, dramatic and, like, what am I going to do with my life kind of thing. It's just, like, I'm just going to work. Yeah. I, there was, like, one woman that was in the program. Um, she was from Montenegro. She literally just, like, smoked, drank coffee, and made work. <laughs> That's good. And, yeah, I remember that. And, I, you know, I kind of, like, think back of, like, how she did all that work. And it was just, you know, just show up every day. Um, it's not this, like, crazy... Um, work to you bleed kind of thing. Right. It's just, this is part of my routine and this is what I do. For me, it's like, if if you're bleeding because of your work, maybe not even physically bleeding, like, you're doing it wrong or you should, you should reconsider the way you're approaching your work. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if you're not sleeping because of it or if you're, um, 
if your family ties are suffering because of it. Like, um, it it seems like a very romantic thing to to like, oh, this guy like he left everything and he made this cool like art thing. But um, I don't know. This is very cliche. Like, at what cost and blah blah blah. Well, it's like I think that a lot of us are taught to glorify people that sort of like died for their art and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I I watched that comedy special Nanette um not too long ago. I think she makes a fantastic case in her um routine about um historical art art historical figures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, especially about Van Gogh and how his his mental illness was kind of like glorified as like how he made amazing art, but it's more like he had someone in his life to watch out for him so that he didn't like destroy himself before he could make the art. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. So and yeah, I mean, there's other people. I And I remember in art history, like, you know, reading about, like, Andy Warhol and uh, Jackson Pollock and just thinking, like, this is not what I want. Like, <laughs> yeah. all these, like, people surrounding Andy Warhol had died from, like, AIDS and, and drugs and stuff like that. And it's just, like, this sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, to just lose all your friends. And um, and so, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like there is a change that people are talking, are talking back against this stuff now, finally. Um, and, and... I'm glad because I remember some people like in college that were doing very well. And like, aside from the woman I was talking about from Montenegro, there was other people in college that they just turned out work, but they didn't make like all this drama about it. And they seemed very like they had a purpose. They seemed more fulfilled from what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I think about it more. I think because I work in a in a business that makes um, product from from artwork, basically, or yeah. product that has artwork on it. And I do a lot of like the like breaking down the costs and stuff like that. And um, and if we were to run the business with this mentality that you have to like work till you you bleed or you destroy yourself like we would get locked up (laughs) it's not humane that's not good for people um and you know i i think about that more when i work on um my own projects too because there can be this kind of tension with taking care of like the family taking care of myself and getting the project done and sometimes you just have to let go of the project. Yeah. And not not let go. Sometimes you have to say, this project is done. I have to move on to something else. Like, I cannot dwell in, in making this perfect. 
Um, and you have to just settle for that. <laughs> so, yep. Um, so I guess this all circles back to that candle in a way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, I mean, in the end, I did have to rush through that. And I had to sort of come to an acceptance. Were you rushing or dragging? What? You don't remember the movie? Oh, God. I was rushing. Okay. I was working very quickly. I, I did see uh, like a behind the scenes thing about the movie or whatever. Like when when he slapped him, mm-hmm. like to to count or whatever. Like he actually slapped him. Oh, my God. Yeah. It looked like it was real. Yeah, like he well, was... he, they did, like, practice ones where he was just, like, mimicking, like, the slap or whatever. But when it came to, like, the real take, yeah, he, like, slapped him. And, oh, my God. Yeah. Talk about dying for your art. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I – what I want to take from this – making this candle is the – all the work that I struggled with with the design um, and where I – I got to a place to, like, resolve it. I want to get that so I can use it for future projects and then share it with the other people that are also making candles. Okay. Um, so there is a good outcome to, to this, even though I okay. wasn't satisfied with, you know, with the way it turned out. It didn't go – it wasn't as detailed as I wanted it to be, and it was, it was pretty intense finishing it. Um I at least think that I'm I'm at a place where I can make it easier for the next candle and for other people that are helping with making them. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So, what are you what are you working on now? Anything new? Um For right now, I saw your Selena. That was good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um I acquired an Apple Pencil. Oh, wow. I still don't That's have fancy. an iPad. <laughs> Maybe if Amtrak sponsors this podcast. Maybe. Um, I'm borrowing the iPad from... Friend. From a friend. um, Since they don't need to use it all the time. And I'm just practicing portraits right now. um, Because I'm a bit more comfortable with painting faces and stuff like that. And less comfortable painting digitally. Um, so I've done two portraits so far. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Better than none. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, uh, John Wilson, who's a artist from Roxbury. Yes. Uh, Massachusetts. He's African-American. And I saw his work, um, at a small museum. And yep. Small local museum. You went with me. Yep. We saw that MLK thing. Yeah, there's a... He has some really impressive size etchings of MLK. Um, Who's MLK? <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. You said it first. <laughs> um, he, yeah, etchings. I, I've done small etchings, but whenever I see a huge that very print from an etching. is Somebody has some money. No. I, well, I don't know. He put a lot of time into it because, I mean... Martin Luther King Jr.'s skin is dark, so he has to to yes, build up really the lines it, yeah. and probably several. Uh, Do you want to describe what a etching is for, for those who don't know? Sure. Um, I think normally use copper plates, but I've used zinc plates to do etchings. Um, 
And what you do is, uh, there's a couple ways to do it, but the main way that I did it is that you coat the plate with tar and then you scratch it off. And to get like a darker line, um, you put it in an acid bath. So you do several like uh, phases. Okay. <laughs> I forget the term, but... Like you put in lines, you put in the acid bath for so many minutes to get like a deeper line into the to the plate, and then you do more layering that way. Um, and then eventually, uh, you take the tar off, I believe, and then you ink the plate, um, and you put it in a press, put paper on it, and you make a print that yep. way. It's like a like a big stamp, yeah, big metal stamp. <laughs> um, and so the plates that I used were no, most of them were smaller than eight by like a a letter size, okay, piece of paper. Um, A four. Yeah, this this print these prints that he had had to have been sixty by twenty at yeah, least at the very least. So. That takes that would take a long time to develop, and he, his all his artwork has a lot of like beautiful volume, like the figures have a lot of like depth to them. They like they look very solid. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They're absolute units. What? <laughs> Stop dropping your jokes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um. I yeah, I wanted to do a portrait of him because he's he's local. He's from a place that I'm very familiar with. Yep, you lived there at one point. Yeah. Yep. And you did Selena Gomez. No. Oh, the original Selena. The original Sir, Selena Classic. Selena <laughs> Classic. Yes, I did Selena. Um, Rest in peace. Yes. So, I mean, Selena's cool. If you don't know her music, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, so I've wanted to do a portrait of Selena for a while because uh, she's cool. But when I was looking up a lot of reference photos, she smiles a lot. Yes. And she has like a huge smile. Um, so I just went for it and did a photo of her smiling. And the reason why I make a big deal about that is because it's hard to, like, do teeth and, like, either make them too white or make them too yellow or, like, do the lines too dark and Mm. stuff like that. So it's just very easy to make someone look really either horrific or funny. Yeah. (laughs) So I went for that. That was a good challenge. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure who else to do next. Uh, I have some ideas. I was thinking of doing some more contemporary okay. people, people that have not passed away. Right. Well, don't say it yet. I mean, let let people find out. Oh, I don't. I don't have anything to give away. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, we can keep uh, podcasting a little more. Uh, wait, wait. What? Don't wrap it up quite yet. Okay, what happened? There's one last thing we need to talk about. All right. 
VR. VR? Yeah. Veronica? No. <laughs> Virtual reality. Okay. Video gaming. I finally did it. You finally did VR? Yes. You joined uh, the the collective. I overcame a fear. A phobia? A f- yeah. Okay. Sort of. <laughs> I still haven't done anything, like, scary yet. Okay. Per se. All right. So what happened? Well, so part of our anniversary celebration, we... <laughs> celebration? What do you mean? This is like a date, right? Uh, yeah, whatever. I guess it's date. Okay. I don't know why I said celebration. <laughs> okay. There was no one else involved. It was just us. No. Like, trying to do something special. Yeah. So you suggested trying, going to this video game place that we like, um, but it moved. And we found out that they have a VR setup and you yes. can like pay to play for an hour. And they had Tetris Effect. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so I tried Tetris Effect because, of course, that's what I want to try. That's your game. <laughs> um. So for, my first fear with VR is that I would get motion sickness because I can I tend to get motion sickness, um, or I tend to get dizzy really easily, and I didn't have an issue with that at all. And to my surprise, like I like Tetris, um, and normally it is kind of relaxing for me, but like doing it in VR was totally different. Like I had like like good music and then like all these interesting graphics and it was like in the stars <laughs> it's <Yeah>. very galactic <laughs> and then um so the only thing i wish i did is i went to expert like right away oh, i see because normally when i would when i play at home when it gets faster i get like tense or i'm like oh my gosh i feel the stress kind of thing yeah but Playing Tetris Effect was just like, oh, I'm just, it's just getting faster and I'm going to go faster and yeah. everything will be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just like super soothing. Like, like I imagine that's how an isolation tank or what do you call those things? Where they put, no, those like tanks that you sit in in the water and oh, you can okay. like hear the your hyper, heart. hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, whatever. One of those things. I imagine it's kind of like that, but way better and you can't hear your organs like making noise (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was like super relaxing there's like people around me but it doesn't matter and that's like if i could see them i would feel like self-conscious about like playing yeah tetris in front of people or something but i didn't feel self-conscious it was just like i'm just gonna relax (laughs) so what's your your review of it um, I'm a little bit afraid to buy this thing because I feel like I would just disconnect with reality. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, wow. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> it's funny because you really don't feel self-conscious. I, I played different games that weren't as relaxing. I played um, that sword game. Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Uh-huh. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Like the... It looked fun. Yeah, there's this connection that you have with the little two sword things and you're moving to the music and everything. Um, 
like in your head you think like well i'm gonna look so weird and like i look like an idiot but once you're in there like it doesn't matter like it just looks feel like, like the dancing. coolest person in the world uh-huh. like, <laughs> oh it looked funny from my point of view because yeah. you were like kind of it looked like you're dancing yeah but the the owners of the video game place, their yeah. two kids were like running around, and then they were copying your dance moves. <laughs> so they were like playing alongside you. It That's was, funny. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And like I was sweaty. Like I feel bad because I sweated up there. Their VR g- gear. I was I was also afraid of that. Like yeah. the VR setup thing being like kind of dingy yeah well they clean it at least they find like a towel or something and wipe it down yeah no it felt fine um that was a lot of fun i played super hot which is a game oh yeah where uh it's sort of it's weird like it's in slow motion there's a gimmick yeah there's a gimmick you know the gimmick what when you move they move yeah and when you don't move, they don't move. That's the whole thing about Super Hot. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would have maybe played, maybe. Okay. If I knew that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played this game before on PC, <laughs> not in oh, not in VR, and oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. So that. like, I sort of knew what to do. Oh, okay. But it's way different because you actually feel like scared because there's there's guys like running at you with guns. <sighs> And it's a complete different feeling, uh, especially when they shoot you. Oh my gosh! Like you, I like flinch back when whenever they shot me, like because you expect like the bullet to hit you. Well, like watching you from, like watching you play, it didn't seem that like crazy. Mm-hmm. But my, I'm afraid that if I played, I will just pull out the whole console from the. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's that that bad. I don't know because you we didn't... you do feel cool though. Like I grabbed a gun, uh-huh. I like shot a dude, and then he like fell, and I grabbed his gun out of the air, and then like I threw the gun at some other guy's head. When it's wireless, I'll play. It is wireless, sort of. No. I think you'll be fine. You're connected to the. You're console. not gonna run away, are you? I might. You might. I have like a I have a flight instinct. Like I run. At least uh, it's not like um. There's no jump scares. It's just you get shot and you're like you don't know what to do. You know you're not gonna get hurt, but yeah. but your body instinctively like flinches because you're getting shot at. So yeah. But yeah, I give it like a ten eight, out of ten. Eight point five out of ten. Two thumbs up. Two. If thumb. I had a third thumb, I'd put that ten. one up too. Up where? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do want to go back and try it out. Would we buy it? Probably not. No. Because that's about as long as I want to play that stuff. I, I do like, oh, I'm glad that there's a place where you can just play for like a limited amount of time. Totally. And I think that, I think maybe some gaming will be more like that in the future. It's more, some stuff will have to be that way. Yeah. I mean, it's like an arcade, like not, usually no one has arcade machines in their home. I hope not, no. It's a little excessive but yeah you go to a place you hang out with friends you try it out i'd like to go there with more people to yeah. go try it out yeah um so if you want to come with us let us know yep all right um so there's like so much more to talk about like the the death stranding trailer yeah uh what else life life we didn't even talk about 
um, the new Pokemon game oh, or yes. whatever. <laughs> but we're going to have to cut it short because we're up on an hour. Okay. But yeah. um, we'll record again very, very soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. Anything else you want to say? I don't know. Don't play drums till you bleed. Yeah. Or at least wear gloves. Just take it easy. Take care of yourself, people. Wear gloves. Yeah. Don't do that. It's disgusting. Yeah. Or, like, stop listening to jazz, you weirdo. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) You can visit our site or look at show notes. I forgot how to do this whole end thing. You can go see our show notes at svp.cool. That's Mm svp.cool. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Castro Overcast, Spotify. iTunes was no more. Uh, oh, yeah, Apple Podcasts now or something. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we, we need to talk about the new Mac Pro, too. We do? Oh, I want to talk about it. Sure. Um, the cheese grater. The cheese grater. Um, yeah, Apple Podcasts, we're all on anything that you can put a podcast on. Uh, you can review us. We finally got a few, um, a couple of reviews. We did? We did. What? I think they're just stars. They didn't, like write anything oh god don't write anything no reviews no reviews don't review us well review us please because that helps us um with what i don't know it makes me feel better what if they give you a bad review it'll make you feel bad yeah i guess well don't leave us bad reviews i don't know um whatever yeah check us out on the internet you don't even listen to this podcast so i know because i don't want to be sad All right. I talk too much on this podcast. Uh, That's the point. That's why I don't talk that much. I want to hear myself. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good one. Thanks. Goodbye. Bye.